Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I'm the host of this daily podcast. It's Monday, the 26th of October, 2020, and I am in a weird headspace right now, so I'm going to try and take a deep breath and a few more as I continue recording and work my way through the cacophony of notes that I've made in a steady manner. For starters, this was not the episode that I had planned to post today. Last night, I'd made a little bit of a schedule of what I wanted to post throughout the week. But as I was on the train to work this morning, I came up with the idea for this episode, largely because of what I mentioned in the title, Clubhouse. But first, a few headlines from what's happening today. So Kid Cudi has announced that he is releasing Man on the Moon 3, which is the third in a trilogy of albums, mixtapes. I'm going to go with albums. This makes me want to listen to Man on the Moon 1 and 2 because I never really have. I Kid Cudi is one of those artists I know of but don't really know, to my great shame. I remember being a massive fan of the song Day and Night, which I think was one of his early hits. And for some reason or another, I didn't pay more attention. So now I'm going to rectify that. Also, Harry Styles released a video for his song Golden. And the world is once again reminded that he is the most immaculate man that has ever manned, whatever that means. But in as well as that, he's announced that he is going to be the face of a new live music venue in Manchester. He wants to help to build a new arena in Manchester called Co-op Live that they are hoping to open in 2023. Oh man, live music. I, I miss it. I can imagine you all miss it as well. So <laughs> it's ambitious to want to build a new arena in a time when it's still a bit of a question mark when we'll get to be in live shows again but I like the confidence and I am all for it I part of the reason I'm in a weird headspace today is because I've been imagining again how hard I am going to kick the next stage's butt when I am allowed back on a stage to perform I will leave no stone unturned I don't know where I'm going with this anyway let's get back to the topic of today's episode so the title is where's it at aka please let me into clubhouse and a little pat on my own back here that i actually followed through on a plan to post a title in the morning on twitter and then post an episode about that in the evening though it's a little bit later than i would have liked to the title where's it at is meant to be a reference to the song by beck where it's at and it's just the idea of where do you find people to check out the thing that you are making the plus side to what it is that I'm doing is that because it's a daily thing and it's just talking about what I am already doing with my music, I don't have to scrounge and struggle to think of what to share because I'm trying to get to the point where it's just automatic. Just, it's natural what I'm going to share. I don't have, that's not the stumbling point. So the stumbling point is how do I bring people to that? Whereas at the heart of this I'm very much aware that I'm largely talking to myself and this is a bit of a diary a bit of a daily voice notes just stream of consciousness type of thing I think the biggest magnet I can create to bring people to what I'm doing is to actually put music out there possibly put a video to that music and put that out there but in the meantime I can join in conversations and then start conversations and just ingratiate myself and make myself familiar with the type of spaces and the type of audiences that I hope will be interested in the music and everything else that I eventually 
put out. So this is me laying the groundwork, planting the seeds that I will hopefully reap later on. And at the moment, I'm focusing on three directions, three platforms. That's Twitter, Reddit, and YouTube. Twitter, as I mentioned, I'm just starting to get their wheels turning again on that platform and really trying to get comfortable with the idea that I am simultaneously, same with this podcast, same with anything anyone does online, really. You are at the same time talking to yourself and potentially talking to the whole world. So you have to try and find where you're comfortable on that tightrope of what do I want to share? What don't I want to share? Who do I want to see this? How does it make me look? Versus how honest and sincere do I just want to be? Because if you really dig deep into how everything you share could be perceived, there's a good chance you'd never share anything because you'd always find a negative or always find something, an unflattering angle and thus talk yourself out of it. So to a certain extent, the urge to just share has to outweigh the nerves and uncomfortableness of the fact that you're putting yourself out there. And the cure for that for me is in finding the sincerity and the wholesomeness in what I'm sharing. If I'm just talking about stuff that I'm already genuinely interested in, then I can be a little more unashamed in sharing, a little less concerned with how it makes me look, whether I'm saying the right thing, the cool thing, the correct thing, and focus more on just tapping into that vein of, oh, I like that, just share a piece of me, because that's what people will connect to. Um, A slight hindrance to that is the fact that my icon my avatar if you will on twitter and all social media is that logo that i have for this podcast as well and i think there is a natural hesitance when a a when a stranger kind of talks to you in the first place online but definitely when they talk to you and it's not a picture of a person but a a picture like an icon i think you can be more inclined to question the motives of whoever is sharing something with you especially in this age of bots and all sorts of mess and higgy hagger that people can try and manifest online. So I'll have to lean that much more on the sincerity side and the personal side of whatever it is I share to try and overcome that. So Twitter, I'm just starting to do that. And I'll start with just every morning trying to come up with a title for that day's episode and just starting a conversation around that and take it from there. Then I will look, I'll search the topics that interest me, see if there is a conversation currently going on about that and try and join that. And a place where it's slightly easier to do that is Reddit because Reddit is basically a giant message board. I think of Twitter as the world's group chat. I think of Reddit as a giant message board. And the message board is already organised by topics. So it's a little bit easier to go straight to the, the room that has a message board focused on an interest of yours. So you know you're already in a room full of people who share an interest with you. So for me, primarily, I'm thinking of artists whose music sounds like my music, artists that have inspired me, and just starting there. Unfortunately, one of the most prominent artists I can think of is, oh, artists, some of the most prominent artists I can think of are The Strokes, Interpol, LCD Sound System, all that good New York early 2000s stuff. And a lot of those artists aren't really doing much now which means the message boards that are talking about them 
are similarly quieter and very much I think it's less about oh there's a new album coming out or they're going on tour because of course no one's going on tour and it's more about fun memes based on stuff they've done in videos or very very insider jokes amongst the fan base so that might be a tougher nut to crack but again if I'm leading with sincerity I should find a natural path of least resistance to joining in essentially so that's reddit and then youtube i will just start by joining the i think what i'll do with youtube actually with youtube and with twitter is turn on notifications for on twitter for people that i actually know because i think it will be easier to start conversations with people who know me off of twitter than just trying to join in with people who have no idea who i am and if I can start with that, that might grow the circle and then I can start talking to more people and so on. With YouTube, I'll start putting on notifications for channels that I follow so that when I get them... By the way, for anyone who doesn't know, putting on notifications on your phone just means if you do it on Twitter, if you set it up with a particular person on Twitter, when they post a tweet, you'll get an, a bleep or whatever on your phone as if you got a message on WhatsApp or a text. That will tell you this person just posted this so that you can respond straight away. With YouTube, similar thing. If I do that with the channels that I take a most keen interest in, that means I can join the conversation with others who are also keen, as keenly interested in that topic and thus m perhaps more inclined to want to follow the conversation back to the things that I make. There's a weird analogy that's just come to mind, which is of... You know those adverts you see that say, here's that one weird trick that can make you £10,000 a month or a single mum in insert your town here is making £10,000 a month with this one weird trick or how to make your skin look younger. Doctors hate this person who figured out this. It's always one weird trick. I don't know who figured out that's the key phrase that can hook people. Or if you ever get spam emails that when you open them, they look so ridiculous, you find yourself thinking, how could anyone fall for this? Particularly with the emails, they are like, maybe poorly spelled or poor grammar. They are written that way on purpose because if you see that and you still click the link or follow through, then you are just the right type of gullible to fall for whatever scheme they're trying to sell you. And the one I seem to see most these days is investing in Bitcoin. It tends to be a fake article from the mirror of this person who was on good morning britain and told everyone about this crazy new investment plan that can that made him seven thousand pounds in a month and all you have to do is invest just say 200 pounds and then you'll just start making money really easily and again if you're gullible enough to be fooled by the fake adverts or the really poorly imitated emails then when you get through to whatever page asks for your credit card details they know you're someone who's perhaps foolish enough to go for it. But if they present you with something that looks really legitimate and then you click the link and you see it looks like a scam or it's a bit unverifiable, it's a waste of time. They'll get a bunch of people clicking through and then clicking right back out. I don't know. I, I know where I'm going with this. I can't remember where I'm going with this, but I definitely know where I'm going with this. I don't know where I'm going with this. Essentially, when I'm talking to people online, if I am talking to those who are... If I set up notifications and I am... I, I'm one of the first to see a new video has been posted and I see the other people who are quick to respond to a new video being posted. These are people who might already be inclined to check out something new 
and clearly we have a shared interest. So that's where I'm going with that. I'm not trying to get people's credit card details. <laughs> for a minute there, it probably sounded like that's where this was headed. As for... Oh, as so Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, those are the main places that I'm focusing on. Beyond that, there's Discord, which is more of a gated community. It feels similar to Reddit, but it's very invite-only, and it's more of a just a chat room about particular interests. And... There you'll find people who are hyper-interested in each particular topic and who will respond to you in real time for the most part. So that could be very valuable. But I would definitely have to make sure I have something worthwhile to lead them towards. And that I'm really... That I'm posting something valuable in the conversation as well. It's no good joining a conversation about a topic you're interested in and you're like, ah, yeah, that seems cool. Hey, check out my this or click this link for this. Because again, it'll be a bit like those spam emails where it's just, well, this seems a bit suspect, a bit suspicious. We don't want that here. It has to feel more natural. And that's, again, leading from sincerity and wholesomeness. So Discord may be a bit further down the line. I have the app on my phone. I used to use it years ago. I'm not against using it again, but that's a bit of a further step. And then beyond that, there's TikTok, which I know is the hot craze right now. And I know if you're past a certain age, you're probably thinking, dear God, no, why TikTok? That's for like 14-year-olds who all want to do stupid dances. And it might be for the most part for 14-year-olds that want to do stupid dances. But I think on any platform, you can find an audience if you do your thing. I've seen so many examples of, for instance, there's someone who was, I think, talking about birds, which would just seem find yourself thinking what on earth what place do birds and ornithology i think that's what the study of birds is called what place does that have on tiktok but the way in which they presented it makes it interesting i think you can very much make it your own and you can find your audience on there and particularly with tiktok you can find a younger audience that could become more of a a lifetime thing or at least perhaps more keenly interested, because I know that when I was a teenager, that's when the things that caught my interest felt like my entire world. This is what I'm subscribed to. This is all I want. And that was just before YouTube and so on really took off. So that's the audience that if you can captivate them, you can really have something. But again, much further down the road. I'm in no rush to get onto that anytime soon. As for Clubhouse... I follow, I think I follow over a thousand people on Twitter, which means my timeline is never dull, but it can become a little bit addictive. The type of timeline where you think, I'll just browse for a couple of minutes and then it's been an hour and a half. But I've seen quite a few people on there talking about Clubhouse. Clubhouse is, according to their own website, a new type of network based on voice. When you open the app, you can see rooms full of people talking all open so you can hop in and out exploring different conversations. You enter each room as an audience member, but if you want to talk, you just raise your hand and the speakers can choose to invite you up or you can create a room of your own. So it's similar to Discord, similar to Reddit, message boards, chat room, but it's all voice, not text, which I think feels a bit more intimate, a bit more personable, a bit like this podcast. It's part of the reason why I've done a podcast instead of a YouTube channel. Largely because YouTube is just so much hassle to actually film. but And recording voice is a lot more instant, a lot more spontaneous. But I like the idea that you can 
do something else while you have me in your ears, as creepy as that sounds. We're going to just breeze past that. And hopefully it feels a bit more personal. It feels a bit more like we're actually talking to each other. And maybe it feels a bit more that you are involved in it, whereas with YouTube, you're definitely a spectator. Maybe this feels a bit different. It does for me anyway. I don't watch too many YouTubers in the vlog sense, you know, every week or anything like that. But I listen to a ton of podcasts and I enjoy feeling like I'm in the conversation when I listen to them as well. You can't watch a YouTube channel while you're walking to the train station or why, but you can listen to a podcast. That's the prime, or when I'm cycling to work. Those are the prime examples of when I feel like a podcast can get to you in a way that no other medium can. And it seems that Clubhouse does something similar in focusing on voice. But at the moment, it's invite only. So you can only get onto the, pod, onto the platform if someone who's already in sends you an invite link and they are slowly but surely rolling it out more and more to just bring people in. At the moment, I've reserved a username, which of course is saddest night out. And I guess they'll send me a message or something when they are able to let me just come in. Hence the title of this episode being Please Let Me Into Clubhouse. If there's anyone listening to this who's already in Clubhouse and feels like throwing a link my way, you know how to reach me. I'll be your bestest friend. So that's where my head is at with this. Can you tell that I'm in a bit of a weird headspace? It's a kind of frenzied energy that I'm feeling. It's why this episode is going up at like half ten instead of half eight or half seven, like I originally wanted to. And I think it's something I'll address in a future episode. But today's song has an energy to it that kind of encapsulates this frenzied energy I'm feeling now. It's by an artist named Laurel, and it's called Scream, Drive Faster. This song was presented to me as a YouTube recommendation that actually paid off. Sometimes the algorithm isn't all bad. Often it's very, very bad, but in this instance, I'm okay with it. It sounds very similar to M83, Churches, 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 Synth Pop, Feels very Miami sunset, cruising down Pacific Coast Highway, maybe a bit Grand Theft Auto, Vice City, which for me is the highest compliment I can play. I can pay to a song. And I love the vocal production on it as well. And the video, it's, it's lo-fi, but it's engrossing. It's very dreamlike. So yeah, that's Laurel. It's called Scream, Drive Faster. And it reminds me of times when it would be, say, 3 a.m., and I can't sleep, so I think, I'll watch this one video, this one music video, I'll listen to this one song. And then I think, oh, you know what would be a great song to follow this? This song. And then before you know it, you've queued up about 20 songs, and you are an imaginary DJ in your own imaginary party. And it's then, before you know it, you can see the sun coming up through the, the curtains. And it's 6am, and you realise, oh boy, it's going to be a long day, because I've just been listening to music all night. Wasn't the plan. That wasn't what happened last night, by the way, because I know my first tweet today was I hate when I wake when I wake up at three thirty. That was something else. But that's what this song reminds me of. Particularly when I was at university, I'd have nights where I'd just be up all night listening to music and essentially having a massive dance party by myself in my room. So I hope you enjoy the song as well. Hopefully, when it comes to tomorrow's episode, I will have calmed down a bit. I know why I'm talking like this and why I feel like this. It's because I'm incredibly tired. But I've gone past the point of lethargy and fatigue to that manic stage where I can't sit still, I can't focus, and I feel 
unnecessarily hyped. Maybe it's my body's way of saying, look, if you're not going to go to bed, then we're going to throw everything we've got at you energy-wise just to get you through because you really should be in bed by now. Even my voice sounds a bit hoarse. But hey, we move. That's part of this being a daily thing. It won't always sound... It'll, it'll capture where I'm at on each day, and that's just where I'm at today. And I'm also at past the 20-minute mark, which I think is the longest episode I've done since I kicked this podcast off again. So let's call it one there. Thank you very much for listening. I'm just quickly breezing over my notes to see if there's anything else I meant to say that I forgot. And there isn't. You can find me on all of the aforementioned platforms, Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit under saddest night out all as one word but the most reliable place you can find me is right here tomorrow so thank you for listening and take care